Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud Nurse News Analysis with Nurse Michelle and Nurse Jody and Nurse Kimberly. And we're going to be talking about the latest happenings in the news that's going on right now and discuss it from a nurse's perspective. And today, um, one of the things that I did want to bring to your attention that was really noticeable to me was that here, yet another FDA product that's approved an FDA-approved product, a whole line of products, is actually um, causing blindness in Americans and uh, causing harms to Americans. And ladies, I, I assume y'all heard about it too, about the FDA warning consumers not to purchase or use certain eye drops from several major brands due to risk of eye infection. I actually hadn't heard that because I stopped listening to the FDA so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm a little bit behind on that. I know. It's almost like if everything is what we're supposed to think, well, oh, we can't take that ivermectin because it's not FDA approved for COVID. It's like, oh, but you can take your FDA approved eye drops that cause blindness. Mm -hmm. So let's read this and see what it says. It says Cardinal Health has initiated a voluntary recall for all lots of six-liter brand ophthalmic products. The list FDA provided on October 27 included five products branded as leader. I guess that's their brand. The list, and you can tap on that on the FDA website that we'll put in the show notes, has been updated to include the sixth product. So there's not just five. Additional Harvard Drug Group also initiated a voluntary nationwide recall for all lots of two Rugby Laboratories brand eye drops. So, so how did two different labs get contaminated eye drops, right? Hmm. And, and then it goes on and says, the agency has updated the list of products to include the national drug codes that have been confirmed. FDA will provide additional information as it becomes available. So I'm going to look at that list, but what do you both think about that? We're talking about two different laboratories. And if you're saying two different laboratories, why would they have a correlation of a bacteria in their eye drops? Unless it was an intentional would you think yeah. like from a nefarious I'm, source? I, I think you can't go by me. <laughs> I think everything. Right. Is <laughs> you literally can go by me. Well, they list out the retailers where you're going to buy these eye drops. And one of them is CVS. One is called Leader with Carl um, Cardinal, Rugby, Harvard Drug Group, Rite Aid, Target, Velocity Pharma, and Walmart. So I happen to have a condition called... Um, Oh, goodness, I just forgot what the name of my own problem is. Um, but it causes dry eye and I have to have eye drops. So um, I was really 
tuned into that because myself and my grandmother have this diagnosis. And so we're always seeking eye drops. And I most of the time they want prescription eye drops to be in my eyes, but I try to stay clear of that. And I try to do as little as I can with those prescriptions and just stay with regular new, you know, basic eye drops like saline, which puts me in a category of at risk for this. And I had just learned that ASEA, when I was at a convention, that ASEA that sponsors the Nurses Out Loud show actually has had some success with people with significant eye disorders that people getting an atomizer and putting the ASEA liquid in the atomizer and literally misting their eyes have had success with improving some eye conditions. So some pretty significant eye conditions. So I had recently been starting to do that. So I'm so thankful that I'm doing that because I don't know yet if the eye drops on my shelf are part of this list or not. Jody, had you heard about it? No, I hadn't. But, you know, ASEA is such an amazing, you know, product. I mean, essentially water and salt with the redox technology behind it. I can't see where it would be harmful I mean, with the the gel that we use, I, I put it on everything. I know, you know, when you were saying about your skin tags being gone, I had saw a skin tag on me today, and I just started mm-hmm. using the product. So I'll let you know if uh, my skin tag goes away. <laughs> I know it's like the miracle gel. That's I'm going to try that. I'll tell you, and and I I talk about this on you know um, during my show about the joint pain, and I had awful um, tennis elbow. And I suffered for that for, oh my God, it was like a year and I could not get any relief no matter what I tried. I robbed a little bit of the Hesia gel in like two weeks and it was completely gone. It was completely gone. But it, I think, you know, maybe I will try that. I have a little bit of psoriasis flaring up again um, for my autoimmune conditions. I wonder if that will work for that. I know. Yeah. I had a customer even say that they used Hesia gel on their persistent longstanding hemorrhoids and it was a goner that something they'd struggled with for a long time and it was a goner so the nurses out loud crew as the reports keep coming in you just wouldn't believe what we're hearing about this gel so in this case if you're a person who's been exposed to some of these eye drops and you already know you have been among the unfortunate you're going to need to pay attention to a couple of things one is i assume there's going to be some class action lawsuits If significant eye infections have occurred, there's going to be something you're going to need to pay attention to that. But more importantly than a lawsuit, even though it would be nice to win a lawsuit over the matter, um, is your vision. You only get one chance at that. So ASEA is available in the AmericaOutloud.shop, and you would just basically go to the Amazon store to get yourself an atomizer. And I'll put the link in my show notes to the atomizer that I bought off Amazon, and you can just get a bottle of the Redox Cell Signaling Supplement that they have, which is a basically ocean water, and it has in it um, the active Redox Cell Signaling molecules. So something here, um, a warning to consumers not to purchase and to immediately stop using 26 over-the-counter eye drops products due to potential risk of eye infections that could result in partial vision loss or blindness. I mean, that's an FDA product. So we don't know whether or not these uh, companies have had some infiltration, some nefarious person is actually trying to actually harm these companies and they've done something intentional. If some of you are old enough to remember the Tylenol recall from decades ago, uh, I think it was a disgruntled employee that came in and put cyanide 
in a lot of the products and it killed, I don't know how many Americans. Do you remember? That was a pretty significant deal. Um, I, I was very young, so I don't recall. I would think I was probably like four or five when that happened. So. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm I the do, older mama here. <laughs> yeah, I think I was maybe in college. I, I do recall. You're so, half of a hundred. I'm more something. than half of a hundred. <laughs> I love saying it. I feel like there's credibility to it. I am more than half of a hundred and gray hair is a crown of splendor, though mine is just starting to sprinkle there. So I think there's some credibility to age that definitely should count for something <laughs> instead of talking about all the bad parts about aging. So anyways, pay it. Look, we will put the link in the bio about this particular recall and be aware, you know, if you're if you're in the audience, do not assume that because it is an FDA approved product that it is safe for you because the leading cause of death in America is medical error. And what do medical physicians prescribe but medicines? And it, there's a better option out there to choose a natural solution. And I bet you the doctors here on AmericaOutloud.news, like Dr. Ely and Artis, have a way to deal with dry eyes that doesn't have to involve these kind of products. So we'll have to ask them and get back to you on that subject to see what kind of solutions these wonderful doctors have for us. Well, you know, Michelle, uh, had a, reminded me of an article that I read since we're talking about the FDA and and <laughs> not really trusting them. I don't know if you saw, but it they pulled off the shelf popular nasal decongestions that actually don't resolve congestion. <laughs> right? Did you see? Did you see that? Sudafedrin, wasn't it? Yeah, the the AP Post said that the leading decongestant used by millions of Americans looking for relief from a stuffy nose is no better than a dummy pill. <laughs> I mean, really? come on. They pulled off uh, Sudafed. Uh, what else did they pull off? Let me see. Sudafed. Oh, my gosh. They... I wonder how long yeah, any, Sudafed any, has been on the market. Oh, uh, decades. yeah, decades, decades. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, hold on. 1920s. It says Sudafedrin has been around since the 1920s. Has And although the drug occurs naturally in certain plants, um, Mao Hong, the majority that is produced derives from yeast fermentation of dextrose in the presence of benzalahide. So I actually deter the ones that are coming out in these drugs, though, are probably synthetic versions that have been made over the years, not these natural products, because that's not what we typically see in the pharmaceutical complex. So I have always been anti-Sudafed anyways, because it has a cardiac component. You know, it has an effect on your cardiovascular system. Like, why would I pick a vase? I think it's a vasoconstrictor to take care of my sinuses. Just imagine if nasopharyngeal sanitation, e brilliant ENTs that have this long-standing knowledge had instead told their stuffy patients and got the knowledge out that when you have a lot of congestion, it's a good idea to nebulize, if it's really bad, 3% uh, um, saline. That's a really high salt saline. And um, Immune Mist is just about to come out with a 3% saline that you can give all the way down to one, a one-year-old and pregnant women can use it. And that product, you can actually nebulize and deal with thick congestion by just nebulizing three times a day. But if it's just mild congestion, you could just do 0.9%, what's called isotonic saline, mm -hmm. and deal with it. And that's just salt water. You don't have to take a drug to deal with this. Right. 
And if you've actually got congestion and it's not allergy related, it's very likely um, some kind of viral syndrome going on. So use the iodine nasal spray and throat spray that you can get in the America Out Loud dot shop um, that Cofix has here. Then I, Cofix nasal spray, Cofix throat spray. So we don't need to take these drugs um, that so many people have been just promoting for all these years. And look, look what's happened. Uh, t- how long did it take the FDA to figure out that this drug wasn't even doing anything? <laughs> well, they said that... Um, that popular versions of Sudafed, Dayquil, and other medications stocked on short store shelves that they noted that the um, effectiveness of the key drug found in these versions um, were not actually no better than a dummy pill. <laughs> wow, that is just amazing. It's just a reminder that these organizations, obviously, there's another motive. It, it's worth somebody out there who's into statistics to do some data on did the expiration date come to a point where the FDA no longer gets any financial kickback, perhaps from pseudoephedrine being put in something? I mean, that's an accusation to make that I don't even know if it's true. But now that we know that their pockets do get affected by drugs, that they get benefits for drugs that they do approve. I mean, if you can still make money, if you are the person recommending a drug and you can make money from that drug, it would seem like there's a conflict of interest at stake here. There's Agreed. so many and so many incestuous relationships when you look at uh, the FDA and then the the heads of these pharmaceutical companies they're they're the same. I mean, how is that not a conflict of interest? Exactly. Right. Yeah, there are about five famous drug recalls in history, and let's talk about why they happen. There's an article that I'll cite in the show notes that re- that addresses those, and one of the most famous ones that we all know about is thalidomide, and uh, the first recall we're, we're covering is perhaps the most transformative recall in FDA history. The thalidomide, also sold as other, un, under some other names, was prescribed as a sedative. It was eventually given to pregnant women, because we thought that was a good idea, for morning sickness. Thalidomide was sold throughout the world as an over-the-counter. You can't get ivermectin in America over-the-counter, even though it's given over-the-counter all over the country, world. But you, but you could have gotten thalidomide over-the-counter because in the 1950s, the FDA thought it was safe. And however, in 1961, the drug was found to be the cause of about 10,000 to 20,000 severe birth defects. According to the National Institute of Health, this crisis was the biggest man-made medical disaster ever, though the drug was never approved for sale in the United States. Hmm. Physicians prescribed the drug to approximately 20,000 women during a clinical testing program. After the crisis, Congress added the Kefauver-Harris drug amendments to the law, providing the FDA with the power to oversee drugs and require manufacturers to document their product's side effects. Interesting. They later received criminal charges for negligent homicide and injury. What do you think about that one, ladies? Those are some real eye-opening points I never knew about. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it reminds me of this infant mortality um, decline, right? Or the increase, I should say, the increase um, with our, you know, COVID injection. Right. We have to assume that that medical product had something to do with that. What was it, Kimberly? What were you thinking? But it was what it was safe and effective, right? I mean, you know, trust the science. 
Yeah, it's hard to believe this that thalidomide was over the counter. That is a huge shocker but not a shocker. So wake up America. What can we do to get these three letter organizations to actually have to account for their bad choices, even though they can exert so much power over us and disallow. Um, I think it was the FTC that came after Dr. Brownstein for talking about nebulizing hydrogen peroxide, something I love teaching people. And um, they shut him down and caused him so much grief, had to gain legal counsel and everything to be prepared for that for three years. And all of a sudden, they just wrote him a two-sentence letter note letting him know that there was no longer any concern over what they had um, punished him for. Now, now that we don't have a COVID pandemic, when he was saving lives with nebulization and all that he was offering. Now they're going to release him of it. And it was a real gentle, like imagine just getting two sentences after having your career and your license and everything come after. Unbelievable. It is disgusting. Um, There's another one here. DES in 1971 physicians prescribed this drug to pregnant women. Oh, Big surprise for over three decades to help prevent miscarriages and other complications during pregnancy. At the time, the medical community believed that some women did not produce enough estrogen for safe delivery. So they they had a shortage of estrogen and the medical community had to come in and make sure after thousands of years of women birthing children, they needed to make a pharmaceutical product for pregnant women. So DES could compensate for this problem, even though research revealed that DES was not effective in 1953, so that's before it was used in 1971, doctors continued to prescribe it. Then in 1971, the FDA issued a drug bulletin warning physicians that DES could that DES caused a rare form of vaginal cancer to girls exposed to DES while in the womb. Imagine that. No. Nope. Think how long it had to take before they figured out all these little girl babies having vaginal cancer. Exactly. And that's what I was saying, how we're not going to know, you know, the true and full ramifications of what they have done to humanity for decades. And it's, yeah, it says that those suffering from complications caused by DES were able to secure a landmark product liability case in 1980. So um, 10 years later, as part of the settlement, the Supreme Court of California ordered all DES manufacturers to pay a settlement proportionate to their share of the drugs market while it was being sold. Wow. So just getting a financial fine isn't necessarily enough. I suppose these companies continued to put out other products that the FDA approved. Mm. And here's one in 2005, Pfizer manufactured and marketed Bextra as an anti-inflammatory drug. Physicians prescribed the drug to treat inflammatory disorders and arthritis. How, so these are people like myself who have chronic pain in their joints. And your doctor tells you, hey, there's some good drug that's going to reduce the inflammation in your um, hands. But uh, Nurse Michelle and all the nurses here at Nurses Out Loud are going to be sharing with you some incredible products that are 100% natural nutritional products for you to take like ASEA and others we're going to talk to you about that do not have any drug components to it that we will help you reduce inflammation and we can stay clear of the pharmaceutical complex. But this particular drug, Bextra, Um, was to blame for heart and stomach problems and could cause severe skin conditions. Big Mm -hmm. surprise. And what year was that? 
that was 2005. Because I remember Bextra, and then what was the other, the other one was Viox. Yes. Viox that caused, I think, an increase in cardiovascular and stroke in those patients. And I believe it was the same, or they, um, it says, class. Uh, yeah, what is that in? Because I was actually uh, given a drug called Celebrex that was in the yeah, same category. It's the same class. It's the, the COX-2 inhibitors. I believe that the You're three right. of them are the same. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it must have been Vioxx that got all the attention for the lawsuit because it says that um, Vioxx was used as a painkiller often prescribed to treat arthritis pain. More than 20 million people used the drug at its peak earning $2.5 billion in annual sales for Merck and company. Then researchers discovered Vioxx increased the chance of heart attack and stroke. Now, I was a young woman with early degenerative um, arthritis in my 20s, and I was reporting nonstop chest pain. And I am telling you, when it comes to being a young woman with any kind of unusual health concerns, All my doctors just happened to be men. I'm not sure if it had anything to do with the fact that I was a young woman, but talk about being gaslit. They're like, oh, well, you're anxious. How many children do you have? You have five children. Maybe that's why you have chest pain. And I finally had to find out. I mean, yeah, it probably was why I had chest pain, but I was on Celebrex. And until I was off Celebrex, that chest pain did not relent. So here we find out that these kind of companies, um, you know, it says researchers discovered Vioxx increased the chance of heart attack and stroke, but estimated that up to 140,000 people suffered from coronary heart disease after taking it. So they're taking it for arthritis and they end up with coronary heart disease on an FDA product. And it says that FDA had ignored evidence of dangerous side effects for years before Vioxx was recalled. What do you make of that? Like this is this is what happens over and over again is we get on these you know medications and then you know next thing you know you have these cardio you have the arthritis and then next you know maybe it's years later but you develop cardiovascular issues but unfortunately we're just conditioned to believe that this is part of life and you know this isn't this isn't the case you know it doesn't have to be this way but these medications the more that we're on the more problems they are causing and it's like we're never connecting all of the dots at all it would almost be impossible to connect all of the dots because if you think about it if you go back to i think well you worked lnd i worked in the icu so i had a lot of adults older adult patients and my average patient was probably on between 25 to 30 medications at any given wow. time yeah, wow, that I mean, is. I mean, how do you even know what's causing what at this point? I know. I remember when I was, um, I had a mass show up in my abdomen, and when I was forty years old after a surgery, and it stopped the flow from my kidneys out. So they had to do an emergency, get that kidney, a renal stent put in to save the kidney before they could set, get the mass out. And because I had such an invasive thing done to my kidney, they put me on protective fluoroquinolone antibiotic. And the the way that the kidney doctor said it to me was, oh, yeah, we're just doing this to protect you. Well, I ended up with a severe, the worst abdominal pain I'd ever had in my life, hallucinations like I'd never saw, I mean, as if they really happened. And when I, I would not find out till years later, my health would decline rapidly after that. I would find out years later that it is contraindicated for people with a a diagnosis I have called Ehlers-Danlos, that that particular fluoroquinolone is now associated with aortic dissection. So they're the you're taking an antibiotic. What is the chances that you would think your heart 
most important artery would rip open because you're taking an antibiotic. Right. I tell you, when I just had this hip surgery, I told them, I'm like, I don't want any antibiotics. They're like, we are not letting you go into surgery without an antibiotic. And I had no choice but to really have that ANSEF given in during the um, procedure. And I'm still trying to recover my microbiome that had taken years to get back to a good, healthy microbiome gut because of years of antibiotic abuse because of they kept giving them to me for kidney stones so often. Well, so I, I was, think, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I'm sorry. I was sick. I was. A, I felt like I was really sickly child. I was always sick with something. I had strep throat all the time. You know, all of these different ear infections and strep throat, which I now think it's all vaccine. I, I think everything is vaccines. But um, I can remember how often I was. My mother was given a, an antibiotic prescription for me. And I really don't think that the dangers of antibiotics is put out there. I think it's widely accepted that these are safe and just that they don't have any side effects. It's really interesting to me how many um, parents just put their children on antibiotics and never really question it. Yeah, it wasn't uncommon to be a mother of little children living up in Ohio who got ear infections all the time. If somebody had just told me the benefit of Clear, which is sold on the America Out Loud um, site at our store, the Clear product, if you actually put your babies to bed when they're sick with upper respiratory infections like RSV or cold or whatever, you're actually letting a xylitol, which is a natural sugar uh, derivative, and grapefruit seed extract can actually prevent ear infections. So you could avoid having ear infections just by using nasopharyngeal sanitation before your babies go to bed and, and bulbing out their nose is really good. Um, even the breastfeeding baby you could put at the breast, put, turn on a nebulizer with just basic saline and fan the face of the baby while they're sucking at the breast and let them inhale through their nostrils some 0.9% saline, and you're going to cleanse their nasopharynx. You're going to then do a nice bulb syringe when they um, leave the breast. And then before they go to bed, spray some um, spray some clear, which is X-L-E-A-R, up in their nose so that you don't get any ear infection in the night. And then also, if you have your, uh, there's like eight essential oils I can post in the show notes that if you have those diffusing in your baby's room while they're sleeping at night, they're in, inhaling antimicrobial, antiviral, antifungicidal um effects and their room, they're going to just breathe that through the night. And hopefully you will never have a reason to have to see your pediatrician for a ear infection and have to be tempted to feel like you have to use those antibiotics because clearly, clearly the FDA is not protecting us. Yeah, yeah, I actually had um, a lot of issues with my ears. I had to get the tubes in them. And I just remember my mom putting olive oil in my ear, but no, no doubt I was always on antibiotics. And I can, what I know now with how it messes up the gut flora and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, guys, uh, we're going back to natural solutions. That's exactly right. Yes, we certainly were not taught that in nursing school that we were going to ruin the flora of our patients by handing them antibiotics. So you should recognize that just because somebody has a white coat on, doesn't mean they're an authority on absolutely anything. It's really quite a sad thing because nurses are not really supposed to give anything that they don't have some degree of uh, good knowledge on it, at least at a minimum, what their common side effects are. And like we were mentioning earlier about the COVID-19 vaccine, that it had a blank pamphlet for the pharmacist. 
And how can you tell anybody about the potential risk when they did not even publish anything about that? Exactly. How can we as as medical professionals, how are we to give true and informed consent when we ourselves are not even informed? Right, exactly. So it's time for a break. So we will break and come right back and we'll finish up with some other news in our American news that we are guaranteed we are not hearing from our local media. Be right back. It's time and this is I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. The pandemic may be over for some. But millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. 
visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. We were talking about the many drugs that have made historical news with the failures, even though they were FDA approved drugs. And it should come as no surprise that we have a recall on yet again, more products that have been deemed safe for the American public. And before we move on to another news piece, ladies, I was going to mention the FinFin drug that people took for weight loss back in the late 1990s. That would be me. You took it? Did yep. you take Oh, yeah. But I couldn't stay on it because I hate that um, shaky feeling. Is that right? It caused you some quiveriness? Oh, big time. Yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's amazing that we have somebody here that's actually taken the drug. So it says that it was um, sold as FinFin once uh, as a miracle weight loss pill. And now we've got, what's the name of it? Ozempic that everybody's calling the miracle weight loss? Yep. Yeah. So heads up, anybody who's even getting tempted to do some quick weight loss, it doesn't tend to wake out, work out for that. What is it, Kimberly? Oh, I, nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, you know, what, what both of those um, medications do is just make you not eat. <laughs> so you're not eating. Yeah. How do, of course, you're going to lose weight if you don't eat. Well, when you could be just following some of these brilliant doctors here on AmericaOutloud.news with teaching you about autophagy. So, um, Jody, you're practicing that more right now. And I think I actually have always practiced it my whole life and didn't even realize it. a form of fasting. And, and when you do start eating, you're eating specific foods that are specifically intentionally helping your body for a purpose. And did you know right. what? I just learned this last night. I did not realize this, that um, that PPIs actually block autophagy. I didn't know well, that. So they make oh, you want to eat food, in other words? No, it, it doesn't occur. The autophagy does not occur if you're on a PPI. And really? I had been on, yeah, and I had been so, on PPIs for years. And I'm like, I don't know why I can't. Like, I'm doing the fasting. I'm doing all the things. and But I had been on PPIs for a long time. And I wonder now if that's not why it didn't seem to work for me. But I just literally found that out last night. And if you don't know what a PPI is, some of the common drugs that you may recognize that are PPIs are Prilosec, Nexium, Prevacid, Protonics, and anything for reflux. Like if you're a person that really struggles with heartburn and you've reported that to your doctor, a PPI is a proton pump inhibitor and it is very commonly prescribed in America. And here she's sitting here telling you that it blocks autophagy. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, well, if you want to explain that, Jody, so people can understand it better, because you're really into that right now. 
Okay. Well, I mean, autophagy is essentially, you know, your cells working to clean. Oh, like I was trying to explain it, like dumb it down. Autophagy occurs when you're not putting food into your body, essentially, and you're in a state of ketosis. And that is where a lot of healing occurs. You know, you you were noticing a lot or hearing a lot about cancer patients that are not, that are going down to one meal a day um, so that they can create autophagy in, um, in their, in their body and heal. So it's like the body, when it's in this mode, the the cells are performing at an optimal level and and it doesn't have to contend with, you know, um, the digestion, if you will, right? And sending your energy to your gut so that you can digest and it's really just, you know, taking care of the body. So uh, yeah, I, I the more I've been doing it now and it's just been a gradual thing for me as I eliminated sugar and complex carbs from my diet. I, I, I just needed the energy. I wanted the energy. And I know that our body burns um, when, when you're burning fat and en- for energy, you are just at a really high level of energy. Right. right. And, you know, for, to not have to say that word over and over again, but when your body burns, uh, when you're intaking carbs, your body will automatically burn the carbs first and then the fat, but there we're, we're constantly eating. So the body never really has a chance to burn the car or burn the fat because it's always burning off the carbs first. You see what I mean? And as we've gone back and forth with diets and hearing this diet and that diet, and there's so many different diets, it's really just whatever works for you. And for me, I've, I've just, I've gone down just as a natural thing of just eating one meal a day. And I may snack on some nuts or, you know, some protein or something like that, but I, I get full quickly. And so I don't really feel like sitting down and eating like I did before. So yeah, I'm down but- about 18 pounds. Ooh, exciting. You can tell. I was very excited. How many times did I tell you that, Jody? when I saw you just the other day? I was like, Jody, you look amazing. Jody, you look amazing. You look beautiful. Now, she always looks beautiful, but you could tell. You could ac- absolutely tell the difference and you could see uh, and f- you feel the difference in the energy. Your energy was up and you were upbeat and just absolutely amazing. And it really gave me some motivation because I've kind of been on the other end of that spectrum here lately where I've not felt any energy and, you know, I've, I've put on some, some weight and, uh, um, I'm absolutely miserable. Let's just put it out there. I'm absolutely miserable. So, well, the thing is, is when we're all so busy, if you're out there and you're among the crowd of people that you feel like you're just so busy, what are you going to prone? You're going to be prone to go grab the things that come out of cellophane wrappers. I've got Mm -hmm. some potato chips right here. So listen, Whatever comes out of something that makes that sound is probably not good for you. Yeah, and- I won't be doing that for a while because I was with Robert Scott Bell this weekend and he does not go for me eating anything out of a cellophane wrapper. So. Well, but yeah. then once you, and this has been my problem for the last couple of years is that we go to all these events, you're doing all the traveling. It's, it you know, it's really... Gosh, it just it, it takes a lot of energy, you know, to to talk with people for 
you know, the whole time and, and all of that. And then when I was done for the day, I'm like, okay, now it's me. Now I'm going to meet my boyfriend who I called food and I would meet him. I was going to say, what, Jody, did you forget <laughs> to tell me something? What boyfriend? What happened? Well, and I tell people that I was like, oh, I broke up with my boyfriend. And they're like, I didn't know you had a boyfriend. And I said, yeah, his name is called food. And we met in the bed regularly because that's where I would just go to get away from everything, you know? And and have that emotional eating. And now that I've just stopped doing that, I, it, yeah, you know, I, I at first, actually, how it all came about is I had a a a thought that I needed to fast in prayer, and I thought, okay, well, what should I do? A day, two days, three days, a week? Like, what what is it? And then, as soon as I was thinking that, you know, I just you know had another thought do it for a month, do it for five weeks before you go to Columbia um, and just get off the carbs and the sugar. And so that's what I've done um, for, well, to be five weeks. I haven't got on the scale this week, um, but yeah, I, I did that. And now I'm just thinking, I'm just going to continue it. Let's yeah. get off these next 50 pounds that I want to get down to my ideal body weight. And I feel I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, we, this should, year. we should Oh, sorry. We should do a biggest loser challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went vegan in February of 23 um just for an intentional t- a short a time period that I was going to try and reduce inflammation in my body just trying to do it just with nutrition, fruits and vegetables only following Dr. Ben Benulis and having his support gr- you know group and help to be able to help me do it and I lost almost everybody gained about 30 pounds during COVID and I lost my 30 pounds from COVID and have felt the healthiest I've ever been because of that. And now I noticed that once upon a time, we used to, at TV time, which at my house would be like 10.30 p.m., it's like, oh, it's time for a bowl of ice cream or, oh, it's time for a piece of pie that we bought from the freezer section. And it was like a pleasure and maybe even a glass of wine and all high calorie, all fattening kind of things. And now I would maybe grab some fruit instead to nibble, would have just had a big hefty salad for supper and not even crave something like that anymore. So I'm quite amazed at how my uh, attraction toward, let's say, like cakes and carbs and cookies actually diminished when I started eating fruits and vegetables more often. Um, I would have never in my lifetime told you I would have ever gone vegan, but in Nurse Michelle's world, I shocked myself and actually did it. And for me, it actually proved to be good. Now I'm pretty much a pescatarian where I eat fish. But if you put a good, pretty piece of steak in front of me, I'm going to eat it with you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I'm eating. I'm more of like a carnivore. Um, I, all these doctors that I've been around and then also, you know, um, Nurse uh, Beth, you know, one day we were at a basketball game and she said, meat, water, salt. And I said, I've heard that so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, I mean, I'm having steak with butter and hamburgers and yeah, yeah but I'm just not eating a lot, you know, and, yes. and, and then I also did, and then I also did when I first was detoxing off of the sugar, I was having dairy as well. And now I'm like kind of staying away from dairy because I know that that's really inflammatory. Um, but yeah, I, now that I think about it, I haven't eaten anything in probably 16 hours. And I'm, and it, it's interesting because my belly is growling, 
but my brain is saying I'm not hungry. And that's what that Fen Fen was, would do for me, right? Is I am just not hungry. So I just got to not hungry naturally. Amazing. Um, If y'all are not getting the general theme, listening to us out there that we are trying to encourage you and we're by our own example, doing the best we can to try and pursue um, our wellness through more nutrition and healthier nutrition choices instead of going to these products that are evidently, obviously causing a problem um, for all of us. So, you know, we've got the recall on eye drops. We're going to find some doctors. I mean, if you can't guarantee that you're getting saline, safe saline, you know, it really shows you how at risk we are when we don't have a regulatory agency that's actually looking out for what's best for the American people. Very frightening. So long story short with this fin I mean, something really serious went down and it ended up causing pulmonary hypertension. I mean, you're taking it to lose weight and uh, the cells are going off the charts because everybody wants an easy pill to take, right? And next thing you know, you have lung problems. Pulmonary hypertension has a life expectancy of like five years from the time of diagnosis. I know this because I was actually given that diagnosis and they were wrong. Um, and I found out that that is a pretty serious diagnosis to have. And, and it ended up being a $21 billion lawsuit. Um, 50,000 victims filed that suit. So quite a lot of victims from yet another FDA approved drug that proved to have issues. Now, I also want to bring to everybody's attention if you haven't already heard about it and we did it we, we we may address this multiple times on our news or on our own shows because it's such a big deal that the infant mortality rate the FDA just published has is higher than it has been in 20 years and and we can discuss all the reasons at another time for why that possibly is the case but there was something that they wrote in their document that really red flagged me and caught my attention. It says, across different age groups of mothers, the infant mortality rate was only observed to rise among women between the ages of 25 and 29, between 21 and 22, which happens to be the most common you know, pregnancy age group. Um, mortality rates also rose for all preterm infants. So mortality rates for all preterm those born before 37 weeks of gestation. And then they have a comma and it says, as well as male infants. So that really stood out and they did not expound on that. And I thought, how interesting that it's the male infants that they're calling out when we also know that when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine, it's also the male pre-puberty and puberty age boys that are showing up with the cardiology issues after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. What do y'all think of that? I think it goes right along. Oh, that's what exactly what I was going to say, Kimberly. Right in line with the, who's at the highest risk of myocarditis and pericarditis. Yeah. So pay attention to that audience and just be aware that This FDA-approved product that was told by the American Academy of Obstetrics and Gynecology that was safe and effective, you know, if you have the highest death rate in uh, babies in 20 years and you have uh, preemies that are not surviving and the highest rate in 20 years and you have more male boys passing away than they have in 20 years, 
we have a problem, Houston, and any young mother who is out there listening who has not heard about spike recovery, if you are thinking about becoming pregnant in the near future, please look at TWC on the AmericaOutloud.store and look at calling one of the doctors there and telling them you want to get pregnant in the near future and how to get your body safe before you get pregnant and what you could take because I believe it's only brought you can't take nanokinase during pregnancy but I think you can take the bromelain and this is not medical advice I'm just saying get a contact with a physician that you respect and get it but first get a um, appointment with TWC and see if they can guide you to pre-pregnancy a plan for um, getting your body cleaned out of the spike protein, especially if you got vaccinated. Have y'all heard about the Matthew Perry cardiac death case? Yes, very sad. As a general, yeah, very. They were sad. they were saying that he drowned, right? Um, but it was a heart attack that caused him to drown. Is that correct? Yeah, it looks like that was the case. That his helper, he apparently had some kind of assistant. And she found him apparently already submerged in the water, which he's our age. I mean, or my age, he's the more than half. I think he's in his 50s. Is that about right? Uh, he's 54. Yeah, he's younger than me. So, and he, he, yes, he was a big fan of the vaccine and made it very evident. But go ahead, Kimberly. Yeah, what was, that's say? what I was just going to say, that he, we know he was vaccinated um, multiple times. My guess is that he had every one of the, the offered boosters based upon his social media posts. Exactly. Yeah. And Dr. McCullough actually was um, addressing that on one of his Q&As recently. He discussed it on, if you go to americaoutloud.pulse and Q&A number 89, Dr. McCullough extensively talks about Matthew Perry's situation because a lot of people have said, oh yeah, it definitely was the vaccine that did it to him. But I did not know that Matthew Perry had a really longstanding um drug and alcohol problem had been in and out of alcohol and drug rehab for it sounds like most of his adult life and had um, even had to have a his bowels had even shut down from the amount of opiates that he had taken that so much severe constipation if, if you all don't know this if you've never been offered an opiate post surgery or post delivery it'll shut down your bowels and end up with a pretty severe constipation but his was so bad he had to have a colostomy bag did y'all know that yeah no he's he's had a really really rough life and it sounds like he's had um i recently found out that he was as an infant before he went home from the hospital was given a barbiturate um so he's really been probably addicted his entire life is oh. is what it sounds like which is really sad the, the poor the poor guy probably never stood a chance um but you know so it's it's difficult in situations like that because there could have been some other contributing factors no doubt he struggled with drugs and alcohol for many years the best of my knowledge, he had been clean for a couple of years and sober. Um, but I mean, we, we don't know for sure. But like Dr. Peter McCullough always says, it is the vaccine until proven otherwise. And even if he had all of these other risk factors, the what we're seeing is that the vaccine is exacerbating everything, right? Like the turbo cancers and all of that. So for me, it'd be really difficult to sit here and, and realize that he had multiple boosters it would be difficult for me to say that I, I didn't feel like it ha it played some sort of a role. Right. All these people that were 
pre-existing conditions that were serious things like cancers or they were like someone like myself, honestly, that had a large list of medical conditions. It is those people that they really push the COVID-19 vaccine on like, oh my goodness, you're so much more vulnerable. So you should really get that vaccine. And I've had thousands of people tell me that that's what they were told. That's They didn't really want to get the vaccine. But when their doctors say to them, because you have all these pre-existing conditions, that's why you really need to get that vaccine. So here's this man with the all this pre-existing lifelong struggle and very likely was, we know by the public health authorities saying you should get it. And in fact, what really is the bigger risk, it almost makes you think back to um, Nazi Germany, like they wanted to get rid of the weakest of the population. They did. They want to get rid of the elderly, the handicapped, the disabled. And if you're I don't want to say that that was really true. I know a lot of people do believe that there was a population agenda with this vaccine. I don't know that I can support that, but. But no doubt, the people who had these disabilities and all these problems, they were the ones really encouraged to get that vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I worked with the Native Americans and and they lost seven years off of their lifespan. You know, when we go back to that um, that infant mortality and then that rises that you were talking about, I just wanted to touch upon that. They say that the mortality rate among infants born to American Indian and Alaska, Alaska native, non-Hispanic and white non-Hispanic mothers rose significantly more than the overall change. And then goes on to talk about how infants born to black native Hawaiian or Pacific Islander Hispanic and Asian mothers were not statistically significant. So you look at it and, you know, we know how our mainstream media likes to always push, oh, it's the blacks that, you know, are um, below poverty line and they were so affected. No, the, the blacks for the vast majority of them, I think, you know, have some street smarts and remember what our government has done to them. And they were like, no, I'm not taking the shot. Same with the Hawaiians. Like they were very, you know, my, Native Hawaiians, they are very protective of their culture and, and, you know, um, you know, keeping, keeping their culture alive. Um, the, but the Native Americans, man, they, they fell hook, line and sinker for this. They, they were just pushed the propaganda like no other. And, and they were the highest affected outside of our elderly. And then if you look at, what our government gives or who our government gives the most money to it's the natives and, and the retired. Maybe maybe they'd like some of those to not be around and so much money not to be going that direction. And Jody knows like anybody else because she worked with the natives in Arizona. She knows what the testimony is. So if they were propagandized more, you may have actually even had a show where you interviewed somebody that discussed how propagandized they actually were. So no surprise that they were pushed the vaccine more. Here's a here's a quote that's in that article also about from the FDA. The U.S. has a higher infant mortality rate compared to other developed countries. So let that sink in. You know, this is the land of the free, the home of the brave, where everybody wants to come rushing over the southern border, right, to get here. And yet 
the babies are dying more commonly here. So, you know, those that we hang with are definitely exposing. No big surprise. It'd be nice to know if that infant mortality rate for America was better in the 1980s prior to the vaccine injury compensation program being implemented and all those new vaccines being brought onto the scene. And we went from giving kids about four or five vaccines in their lifetime to 72 injections over their lifetime that maybe, just maybe, the infant mortality rate has some connection to the massive amount of vaccines we're giving to them so young. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I I do not promote vaccination at all anymore. No, not at yeah, all. People think that nurses out there that are being told, oh, I'm a vaccine, um, I'm an anti-vaxxer, like as if they're insulting us. We're like, oh, no, we wear that pr- badge proudly. There's three <laughs> ways, right. There's exactly. three or four ways that a vax- an anti-vaxxer is made. One is they've either had a child um, injured, permanently handicapped or dead from a vaccine, or you are lucky enough to know about somebody who has had that happen to their child. So that's how an anti-vaxxer is made for those of you who wonder out there. And uh, we consider that informed decision-making. So I think we're going to have to call it a wrap for today for Nurses Out Loud News Analysis. Thanks for joining us. We'll be here every Tuesday doing a news analysis, and we'll be doing our Q&As every Monday. So send your questions in to nurses at americaoutloud.com, and we will get your answers for you. Even though it's not medical advice, we'll let you hear our advice from a nurse's perspective. We'll do the best we can to get you some advice. And be sure to check out the products we've talked about on the show that are available in americaoutloud.shop. Well, that's a wrap for this week's nurse news analysis. Join us every Tuesday. And until then, remember to share the content you get here and make sure you send it in text to your friends. And remember, we're in a war for truth and it's up to each one of us to get the truth out to those you know within your community because they just have the regular news and they are not getting what they're going to hear here on americaoutloud.news. Until next week. It's time and